it's funny how our he was born in Floyd County, Kentucky, and how that just a few miles away—that's not terribly far away—and how much difference there is in dialect and different things. And it's kind of crazy, really, how uh, just a few miles can make such a big difference in uh, people's way of doing things. And just—it's uh, it's amazing how how different the world is in a very short distance. But Dustin Albee's going to go on vacation the next couple of weeks, so they're going to be gone from us and be having a good time. Uh, birthday week, Albie's loving it, so uh, they're going to go up north and, where'd you say, heading to Maine, and uh, Dusty been playing this for Albie for a long time now, about a year, uh, just to bless her, because she loves fall. I don't know what's wrong with her. She's got a warped mind, and it's just not right, but uh, it's, she's the best we got, so... Uh, we love you, Albie, and uh, enjoy your time in the fall up there with the leaves turning and all that stuff, and hopefully you have a great vacation. And uh, we thank God for Dusty and Albie, amen, as a church. So uh, let's tell them how much we thank them with a big hand clap for all they do for our church. And we will miss you, and uh, have a great time on your vacation. Everybody needs some time away. Can somebody say amen? amen? We need some time away every now and then to just uh, break up the monotonous and uh, uh, have some time away. And whenever you go out of town or you go on vacation or even sometimes staycations, they call them, uh, we go into motels or hotels or an industry of Whenever we're away from home, we don't have our own things, so we're dependent upon others to have things that we need, say a bed or a microwave or a couch or chair or something like that. And whenever you go into a motel or hotel, you're actually going into an arena in the world today known as the hospitality. So it's a, it's a sector of society that's their whole deal is about hospitality. So wherever you go, housemates had a really good experience at a motel or hotel or condo that you rented or something like that. You went on vacation. How many's had a good experience? Anybody had a good experience when you went away? Like maybe as a five star, you really went all out one time and and you uh, took and splurged a little bit extra and went and got the better place and maybe you received some really good things. But even because somebody else had a five star. Uh, rating on their stay away. I'd say Lathan, he, he probably gets a lot of those five stars. He's, he, he's, he's tighter than Leslie, so uh, he's, he's probably, is he like a one-star guy, Mackenzie? Is that his, his goal? Is like, yeah. It, it's sleep in the car. That's even better. Yeah, that's a real staycation. That's, that's awesome. But uh, wherever you go, you know, sometimes you get what you pay for, and sometimes you don't. Amen. Sometimes you might get a five-star star, uh, price, but a one-star uh, coming back towards you in hospitality. So this week I want to talk to us about the word hospitality. And the title of the message is Hospitality God's Way. And what God, how hospitable He is towards us. And how that He truly invites us in to everything he has and gives us it all and expects nothing in return. And how hospitable God is to us in our daily lives. And sometimes we don't thank him enough 
or appreciate him enough or tell him enough how grateful we are for the things he does for us on a daily basis. Hospitality, the term actually means the friendly and generous reception and entertainment of guests, visitors, or strangers. So that's what the word, according to Merriam-Webster, means is hospitality is something where you entertain uh, guests, visitors, or strangers. And God is the perfect picture of that for us, that whenever we see God and come to God or experience God, we receive that hospitality in a way that we understand that he is not just entertaining us, but he's being hospitable to us in a way that makes us feel welcome, warmed, loved, cherished, amen, that God comes towards us and draws us closer to him and allows us to experience the better life. And hopefully here at the church known as the bridge now that we are a people that are hospitable the way God is hospitable and we invite others to come and experience God's grace with us, that we invite others to come and experience God's mercy with us and we are a representation of God's hospitality. So in the Old Testament, there's a story in 2 Kings chapter 4, and I'm not going to read it to you, but it's a story of where that the prophet Elisha, we spoke about him a week or so ago, that Elisha was this prophet that the mantle had fallen on him, and then he'd taken over the, the ministry of the prophetic for the nation of Israel. And he would go from town to town, and he would go throughout the countryside, and he would go into the regions of Israel. And as he would go there, he would run across people that were hospitable towards him, that they were people that would invite him in and ask him to come in and, and partake of their food, or, or they would bless him in different ways. And there's a story of this woman, and she's wealthy. She ha had a lot. How many's got more than you deserve? Amen. God has given me more than I deserve. I live a blessed life, not because of anything that I can do or anything I have done, but because he favors his children. Amen? That if you walk in the favor of God, in his will for your life, he will bless you and cause you to have more than you would have had if you'd tried to do it on your own. Amen? But he gives it to you to get it through you to somebody else. So we're to be a hospitable people and bless others with what we've been blessed with. There's nothing wrong with being blessed by God, but we should use it to show how good he is to us so that we show how good he is to others. But this woman was blessed with a lot. She was a wealthy woman, it says in Scripture. And she invites this prophet in. She calls him in, and she says, Elisha, come in and, 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 and take of our food, and, and she blesses him. And whenever you're walking through the hillside and you don't really have a lot and you don't really... Uh, work and receive a lot as a prophet because it's a ministry. This woman that's wealthy, God uses her as a conduit to bless the prophet of God. And as she sees him coming and she would invite him in, and then eventually it comes to the point where that he stops by her house so many times because how many knows if you're blessed by somebody, you like being around them? How many knows if you're around somebody that don't treat you real well and treat you like Do do, yeah. I held myself there, Todd, just a little bit. I, I was stumbling into that one, but we don't like being around those type of people. Amen. 
We like being around people that bless us. So Elisha would go through the region and, and he would come through there and he would stop by this woman's house. And eventually it comes to the point where that she goes to her husband and she says, you know, this prophet comes by and he seems like a really good guy. I know he's called of God and I know he's got a ministry and I know that he has a purpose for coming through our region and I want to be hospitable. I want to be a godly person. And she says to her husband, let's build a little room on the roof of our house. And whenever he comes through, that he'll have a place to stay if he needs to stay. She makes her home a hotel. And they do this. They build onto their house. They build this extra room that's outside. And it has its own uh, furnishings in it. And it talks about these furnishings that she provides. And whenever she does this, it's a blessing to Elisha. And when he comes through, he stops there. But one time he comes through and he's staying in there and he's, he's got this ministry partner with him that's working with him. And he looks at him and he says, she's done this for us. Let's ask her what she would have God do for her. And they have this woman, they tell her, come over here. You've blessed us now. You've allowed us to stay in this extra room you've built on your house. What do you need from God? And she said, I don't need anything. It's all good. It's well. It is well. And as she says this, he says, no, it's got to be something. And then finally, the, as she walks off and says, no, it's good. I'm all good. I built you a room just to be a blessing to you. I didn't bless you to receive something back. I was being hospitable to you. There's one thing about inviting people into our home to put on a facade of ourselves of how good we are, how good of a person we are. But there's a different thing where we just call people into our house and our homes to be a blessing to them. So then Elisha asked the, the helper that he had there in ministry and said, well, what do you think? He says, well, she ain't got a son. Then Elisha blesses her and says, within a year, you'll have a boy. You can read this story. It's really awesome. And he blesses her, and the prophet of God speaks blessing over her life. And whenever he does, this blessing happens. So they was up in years, didn't have a kid yet, but God blessed them to have a child. How many know sometimes whenever you build on or make a blessing to somebody else that you're actually allowing God to come into your home and be a blessing back to your life for the things you lack? The more you give, the more is going to return. Scripture says that you know that God will bless us, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, shall men give unto our bosom. That as we give, God allows others to pour back into us. You can never outgive God, I promise you this. And I'm not talking about financially. I'm not talking about money to the church and offerings like that. I'm saying when you give out of the abundance of your heart and help those in our community and those in our region and in our nation and even our missionaries that we give to, when we do that, I promise you this, that God will not allow it to go unseen. And as you give, it'll come back. With the same measure that you give shall come back to you, it says in Galatians. I believe this to be true. And I'm not saying give a hundred and you get a thousand. I'm not talking like that. I'm not talking foolishness. I'm just saying that God blesses those who are hospitable to others. So as I'm thinking about these things, that's an Old Testament version of hospitality. So God has always loved hospitable people. He's always cherished those that are willing to share. And in the New Testament, 
We know a story in Acts chapter 16 is where the, the apostle Paul is going and he's praying and he's seeking God and God calls him to go into a region that he didn't even want to go to or he didn't even think about going to. And sometimes God calls us to go places we don't want to go. And God calls us to do things that we didn't want to do. But whenever we listen to his voice, the still small voice of God, and we obey, and in obedience, we go there. The apostle Paul goes to this region, and he goes there, and he goes across here, and he finds this woman named Lydia. And as he finds this woman by the river, and she's down there at a river, and they're praying. She didn't know Jesus, but she was praying. Do you know that there's people in your realm of influence that are praying that don't even know Jesus yet? Amen? Maybe it's your workplace. There's people that's having, going through some trying times and difficult times right now, and they're praying, and they're seeking, and they're asking, and they're looking for answers. I can tell you this today, that as a person from this church, you've heard enough messages, you've heard enough of the Word of God, you've experienced enough of the Word of God to be a blessing to their life if you'll open your mouth and speak. If you'll be hospitable to them and share with what you've received. You don't have to know everything. The Bible says don't take no thought about how to give an answer to somebody because the Holy Spirit will work through you to give the answer to them in their time of struggle or in their time of need. God will use you if you allow him to. He is hospitable through you. So as they come up to this region, this woman's there praying, and she's got her friends with her, and she's been influential, and she's got this business that she does, and, and she's there, and she invites all these other people to come and pray with her. I thank God for people like Cindy that invited people to come and, and go on a kayaking journey in a connection group. That's hospitable. And if you've never went, you ought to go. Because whenever you go, it's just a serene thing that as you're floating down the creek and you're experiencing God in nature, there's something about that. And there's a peace in that. And whenever you go with Cindy, she don't browbeat them and she don't beat them over the head and she don't get out her Bible and Bible thump all the way down the creek. But if she gets an instance to say something about how good God is, you're going to hear that. You're going to experience that. And there's people that don't know God that maybe are praying, that are seeking, that are afraid to come to a church service or something like that, that will go to an event like that that will not come here yet. So as agents for the gospel of Jesus Christ, we are to be out in the community being that example, being hospitable in our daily lives so that others can experience Jesus the way we do here at a church service. Amen? How many of us walk away from these places and these services each weekend thinking, man, I'm glad I went today because I heard something I needed to hear. I experienced something during worship. I experienced something during prayer. I experienced something during the word of the message that, that related to my life, and I know that God is speaking to me. It's a reality check. So the apostle Paul goes up to her, and he says, you know, okay, you're praying. Who are you praying to? And he goes to talking to her about Jesus. And the Bible says that Lydia, she is a person here that is open-minded. How many thinks you're open-minded? How many believes that you're an open-minded person? Anybody raise your hand? 
Dusty's like, well, I'll, I'll get a parcel. Albie raised hers. How many believes God is open-minded? Very open-minded. If we're going to be hospitable like God, we've got to be open-minded. Because I can tell you right now, a closed-minded people will have a closed door. And when you close the door, other people ain't going to come and, and feel welcomed. Amen? God has an open door for you to come to him. If you're going to be like him, you're going to have an open door to others. This woman had an open mind, an open door. And as she allowed the Apostle Paul to come into her prayer meeting that day, and he's there and he brings these other people with him, and as he's there, he begins to talk to her about Jesus. And the Bible says she accepts Jesus in an instant on that spot. It wasn't at a church service. It was at her service. And sometimes whenever you go into an unsuspected area and you run into somebody and it seems like that you've got some kind of kindred spirit about you, you never know when you're going to have an opportunity to share Jesus with them and them to accept him. So Lydia accepts Jesus. The Bible says that Paul baptized her right there in the river in her household. And you know what she said immediately following that? Won't you come and stay in my house for a little while? I want to hear more about this religion that you're talking about. I want to hear more about this man named Jesus that you're speaking about. A man called Jesus that brings freedom and liberates those who are bound. A person that brings peace and not destruction. You see, we get our swords out like Peter all the time and want to cut people's ears off. Jesus is very peaceful. He's very open-minded. He's not a closed-minded person. So this happens, and as this occasion takes place, that's a New Testament picture of hospitality, of how we are to be. So we looked at an Old Testament version. We looked at a New Testament version now to say this is how hospitable we are to be in examples that Jesus gives us through Scripture. And as we looked at these, it paints these pictures for us to know some things, how we're to share with others. I had no idea when I wrote down the title of this message back last year that this past week that we would sign a document turning over one of our campuses to another church. I had no idea of that last year. But you know how hospitable that is to share something we have with somebody that don't have? And I'm not saying it's easy. We put a lot of work up there in the Kentucky Heights campus. A lot of you have put blood, sweat, and tears in there. Danny's went and cleaned a lot of weeks, and, and there's people here that's went and painted, and the Sylvie's helped paint in the basement there a while back, and we've done a lot of work there to try to make it a place that's inviting to those that come from the outside that needs a place to come and experience God. But this church needed a building. And whenever I saw their sign on a, on a, on a rented space, and, and we know a lot of people that go there, and, and the pastor is Travis Hobbs. He's an awesome person. So Travis and Wanda are going to take over that campus, and they're going to open the Spire Run House of Prayer Church there at that campus next Sunday. And it's going to be an awesome thing. And sometimes we look at things and think we own some things. But can I tell you this? You don't own anything. 
There's no amens. The dog. That's because of Jr. though. You don't own anything. You may have the deed to your property. You may have a free and clear title of a vehicle in your name. But in reality, it's not yours. It's God's. And sometimes we get in this mindset where that I, I loved going throughout it. Whenever I talk to other people and I talk to them, they were, where do you pastor? Well, I pastor a church called The Bridge. Well, where's that at? Well, we have two different campuses. They look at you like you're some kind of weirdo or something. I said, yeah, we had a campus in Vanceburg, and we've got one in Kentucky Heights. So we got two different places. Well, how do you do that? Well, we go to one at 930 and go to the other at 1130, and we have the same service. And it's awesome because we get to represent people and, and pull to get people together in two locations for one church. I loved bragging about that. Because it's a testament to our willingness to step outside of our normal and take a no trespassing sign off of that building and say it's open for business. But I had no idea that God was using us as a church to put it back open so that it could be somebody else's someday down the future. Amen? So God allows us to be a conduit to use us to bless others. And all the hard work, sweat, and tears you did, went into that, and all the ministry that we went there and done, and all the, the water balloon fights and everything in the backyard, Albie and Dusty, and all the things we've done there. It was not for naught. It was building the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is bigger than one church's name in our county. Amen? Amen? That there's churches in this county that are praying to God this morning, that are seeking God this morning, that are listening to messages this morning. And it's all God's. Bible says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. That means every church building in this town, every church building in this county, every church building in this nation, it's all God's. And it's not this church. He owns your house too. And you can go into a lot of houses, and I know Home Interior's got these good little quotes, and, well, they don't even, people don't even use that anymore. It might come back into a fad someday. You better hang on to it, put it up in the closet. It'll come back around, just like mullets have. Amen? It'll come back. Well, mine didn't, but, yeah, mine's not coming back. It'd look good if it did. Don't you dare me. I'll have a mullet in the back and a long beard in the front and look good. It looked good flowing out of my race car helmet. Look awesome. Very, very hospitable, wasn't it? Everybody be like, man, who's that guy? He's awesome. I'm so grateful that we're having this opportunity. And, and I, I just want us to take a moment right here to pray. And I'm not done yet. We're going to go on for a minute or two longer. But I want us to pray that we've moved everything out of that building. We're going to go there and clean it this afternoon. We're going to vacuum it, and we're going to leave it in better shape than we found it. And I pray that ministry there will flourish like never before. I'm going to pray that their parking lot is fuller than ours has ever been there. Amen? Because when we bless others, we'll be blessed ourselves. 
And God caused us to be a blessing to somebody else. And I want to be very hospitable in that. So if you would, won't you just bow your head and let's pray for this power run house of prayer. Father, we thank you for this day. God, we're grateful for the opportunity to build kingdom purpose in our community. And God, I pray today, Lord, as this week has transitioned us from the ones that house the place of worship there at the Kentucky Heights campus, God, that you're transitioning it from us to somebody else. And God, I pray today a special prayer of blessing upon Pastor Travis and the congregation known as the Spire Run House of Prayer. God, I pray that you would open doors, and God, I pray that you would make that place very hospitable in a way, God, that would be inviting to those in the community up in that region of our county. God, I pray that you would open doors for ministry, God, to where they could reach and touch other people's lives. And God, I pray that you would just bless them indeed. And God, that you would cause them as they're going through this season of joy of going into a new building and a new place with, with rooms and classrooms and all those things. And God, for the basement that's down there, that's an area where there's, there's a place to be hospitable towards others. God, I pray that you would allow them to use your assets for your kingdom's purpose. And God, I speak blessing over them. And God, I pray that you would just cause an anointing to fall upon their church. And God, that their congregation would be your witnesses to those in the community that they're representing. And God, that they will be used in such a way that allows others to come to you that don't know you. More than anything, Jesus calls them to be gospel witnesses of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. We speak all these things. In the name of your son, Jesus. And everybody says, amen. Amen. So the last part of this message is this, that Leslie posted last night on Face World that this is our 10th year anniversary as being the pastors here at this church. And I want to just tell you how grateful I am to have the opportunity to serve and how that we've went through seasons and changes and different things, and we've, we've experienced a lot of things. We've had some highs, and we've had some lows, and we've had some mountains, and we've had some valleys, and we've had some different things to happen. There's been troubles and trials, but there's been times of great joy. I've seen this parking lot full. I've seen 270-plus kids come to an Easter egg hunt here. And I've seen four or five little kids right here in this grass patch picking up eggs. And either way, it's God's house. And either way, I'm just grateful that he allows us to serve. And it's been 10 great years, and we thank you from the bottom of our heart, and we appreciate you guys more than you ever know. And whenever I was thinking through hospitality God's way, I began to think of it from a perspective of how many of you that have invited I can see you invite me, but not Leslie, maybe. I don't know. But, I mean, how many of you that's invited us into your home and you've, you've fed us? I, I've ate so much good food in, in, your, in your houses. Uh, I, I just want to thank you because you're the people of God. 
And from the bottom of my heart, I'm grateful for the opportunity to serve. And these past 10 years have been beautiful, and I look forward to the next 10. And I'm anxious to see what all God does from here. Because when we came here back in 2010, we had no idea. And in 2012, we was thinking of walking away. But I'm thankful to God today that we didn't. Average pastor, let me tell you this, the average pastor stays at a congregation 18 months. 18 months. We've beat the odds. I'm not saying it's easy. You just got to overcome. Because when tough times come, guess what you got to do? Just get up the next morning and do the same thing all over again, even if it hurts. Amen? When it hurts and it seems like it's all going to fall apart, and I told Leslie last night, I, just, I said, there won't be anybody at church in the morning. Aunt Mary's on vacation. I knew where Derek and Stephanie's out celebrating their anniversary. Knew that people going to be gone, and look around. But in your pastor's mind, that's all I think about was who's going to be there tomorrow, who's, who's coming, who's, what's going on, and I'm praying, and what's, what's going on with these people and that people, and who's, what, this family and that family. I think about you. But what I think about you most is how much I love you and how much I enjoy your presence because you're good people and you're godly people and you're real. Because I can come into your homes and I've seen some of your messes. Some of you don't even clean up when we come over. Come on now. Lathan invited us over one time, him and Kenzie, and we went over there and he didn't even have the bathroom finished. Leslie will use it anyway. I don't use your bathrooms. I, I just don't do that. I, no, I'm leaving. <laughs> Leslie, I, I used to joke every time we go to somebody's house, and I'd say, well, the bathroom inspector's here. Just go ahead and let her go on in and get the inspection done. And You know, like grades like they do on the, on the uh, restaurants, like A, B, C, D, whatever, E, all that. That's what she does. She puts one of those on your door, so if you're ever wherever, over, she, she'll leave one of those on your door for you and let you know how you did. I'm wrapping it up. <laughs> she needs to work the health department. <laughs> Watch out, Lincoln. She's coming on. But really, I do appreciate you, and I do thank you for inviting us in your home. And I'm preaching to you a message of what you're already masters at. Am I telling the truth, Dusty? They invited you into their homes. And as pastors, there's nothing more enjoyable than being around your people. So invite us more often if you want. It'll be okay. Food. Cook food more often if you want. Amen. It'll be fine. Amen. We love you. We cherish you. And we're thankful for God for you. Because he's given us the greatest church that I believe we've ever known. And the church is people. It's not a building. It's people. And you people are good people. You've got good hearts. Keep doing what God has called you to do. Keep being you. Because when you open your arms and you open your heart and you open your door, God will bless you indeed. I promise you this. And it's not just entertainment. I, I, read, I went through and found an article that talked about entertainment versus hospitality, and they're two different things. And it said that entertainment impresses, but hospitality blesses. 
I think Barry Webster got it wrong this time. He's a godly man, but I think he got it wrong whenever he said that hospitality is entertainment of others, of visitors, of guests. Hospitality is something different than that. It's something that blesses. Because whenever you've come into our home, and we've had a lot of you guys at our house, and I, I tell us all the time, won't you invite so-and-so over, make some food. You come over, and our dogs are up in your face, licking you on the face and all that, and it's, you know, probably not the most hospitable environment, but you come anyway. We love it when you come, and I don't want you to come there to be entertained. I want you to feel at peace and at rest when you're in my house. And that's the way I want these churches to be. That it's a place where when others come, if they're a visitor, that they're not entertained, but they're blessed. Amen? Let's make this our goal. Let's go do this this week. Because God said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest for your souls. There's people that you know that you influence that needs the peace of God in their life that needs the hospitality of God in their life. And they need the people of God to open our hearts and invite them into the world we know where God blesses us. Won't you bow your head and close your eyes if you will. Father God, I pray today for the people of the Bridge Church. God, I speak a blessing over their life. God, I thank you as a congregation of these people that have opened their hearts, that have opened their minds, that have opened their homes. And God, they've poured into us as pastors. And sometimes when we're discouraged and people send us a message that just says simply, I love you, Pastor. God, I speak that back over them right now. In the same way the prophet Elisha went into that woman's house and said, I've been here a lot of times and I've been blessed by you more than I deserve. And he said, what do you need? God, you know the needs of every person sitting here today or the ones that's even missing to, on vacation today, God, I, I even pray over them. Lord, as they're experiencing rest, your grace knows no bounds. So God, I pray over them today, Lord, that they've opened their homes to us as well. And God, that they have opened their minds. God, I pray whatever needs they have, that you would meet them. And God, that you would bless them. And God, within this next year, that you would open up doors that they thought were closed, that you would open up opportunities that they thought were passed them by. And God, that you would just increase them, Lord, in their occupations, God, Lord, in their homes, in their places of business. God, I pray, Lord, that they would be an encouragement to others. And Lord, that as they open their hearts and minds, that they would be a blessing because you have blessed them. And God, that they would be a people that is known 
as people that are hospitable because their God is hospitable. In the same way, that little woman that was lacking a child that you provided, God, because, God, there's only some things that are so deep that we won't even open up about them. We've not even told others about a desire in our heart. God, I'm so thankful that your word says that you know the desires of our heart, the innermost part of every person in this congregation today. God, I know that they have desires in their heart that they've never spoken about, that they're not brave enough to even declare. But God, you have seen those deep things And Lord, just as that woman wouldn't open up about it that day, God, I pray today, Lord, that you would cause an increase to come upon their life. And God, as they walk throughout their community and they walk throughout their daily lives, the blessings that they are already, Lord, that it would be impacted in even a greater way. Because God, you have shown your favor upon our church. Increase our ability be gospel witnesses of your grace and mercy that we would point people to Jesus in a greater way than we ever have Lord let us live out your word where there's neither male nor female there's neither bond nor free there's neither Jew nor Greek God that we would overcome all obstacles that we wouldn't separate ourselves from anybody else But Lord, we would open our arms to all, black, white, Hispanic, Native American, Lord, whoever they are. God, that we wouldn't close our hearts and say, well, they are different than me. But God, we would be hospitable to all the same way you are. You gave your son for the world. And we thank you for that. Help us to be like you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.